Going beyond the headlines? Getting to the heart of the story. Calgary Today with Joe McFarland on 770 CHQR. Saw this story yesterday. Uh, Let's see here. You've had to go to the highest court in Newfoundland, Labrador. A couple, they're together. They're not married. They're just a common law couple. But they purchase a dog. David Baker, Kelsey Harmina are the players in this story. So back in October 2014, they purchase a dog named Maya. Well, sadly, the couple split. And then the custody battle began over the dog. From lower court to appeal court, ultimately Newfoundland's highest court ruling in favor of David Baker because he had purchased the dog. Now, even in that decision, I think one of the judges in that high court didn't agree with that, claiming that um, a dog isn't property like a car or a furniture, that they have to be more serious when it comes to the relationship that dogs provide um, a couple or a family, and they have to be treated as family. But in the end, the high court ruled sole custody to the guy over the girl. I want to talk to Debbie Johnson. She's a lawyer and partner at Calgary Family Law Associates. Hello, Debbie. Hello there. How are you? I'm well. What was your initial thoughts when you heard this story? Well, it's funny because I've had a few files like this. Um, dogs are property, but a lot depends on whether you have a judge who is a dog lover. Mm. Um, so you do have some issues there. I have to say one one, instance, one very interesting file I had was where the, um, the parties uh, separated and the daughter uh, wanted to have the dog with her, living primarily with the one parent. The other parent said no, and so we had to make a, an application for replevin. Um, so that she could have the dog. And the reason why we did it was because it benefited her emotional, it was emotional support to her, and that's what we had to show the court to allow the dog to move back in with the child. So when it comes to, well, they were saying the law in Newfoundland, Labrador, and maybe this is the law right across the country, though, they said ultimately because it's property, it's whoever bought it. And in this case, David Baker could prove that he bought the dog, so he had sole custody. Would it be similar in Alberta? Yes, it absolutely is. And all the all property is based on Alberta law. It's yeah. all provincial. And uh, yes, dog's so, property. So it's dog's property. So, But what about if you're in a relationship then, either common law or you're married, and you used funds, joint funds, to buy the dog? It'd be very similar to buying a couch or buying a picture. It's how you're going to divide that. Mm. Um, a person... If you want to have an animal and you're a dog lover or a cat lover even, you want to, when you go into a relationship, have a contract stating who owns the dog or who gets the dog should you separate or what the custody arrangements are for the dog if you should separate. And people do put that into their prenuptial agreements. They put them into their separation agreements. It is not that uncommon. Debbie, you're a divorce lawyer, though. Of course, you're talking real reasonable things. This is what you should be thinking of. But um, I know friends who they're just living together and they say, yeah, let's get a puppy. We like the puppy. Oh, it's become part of our family. Where do you even mention, should we have a prenuptial agreement and include who gets the dog? If no one wants to think of a relationship not working out. 
It's true. It's like car insurance. You don't want an accident, but when you have it, you really love that insurance. You don't want to have a you don't want to have a breakup. But if you are truly an animal lover and you and this is something that you're doing together, then you need to have some type of agreement in place. Ultimately, though, you say so. The law says it's property. So just like the couch, you figure out how are you going to split this up. So do you have cases where you have to have visitation of the dog? Do you figure out who is the sole pet owner of the dog? How does it come down? Any files that I've been involved in usually end in uh, a mediative or an arbitrative decision mm-hmm. where um, one example is there's two dogs and you'd think that one party could have one dog and the other party could have the other dog, but the just- justice didn't necessarily agree with that because the two bought dogs are bonded. So you have it comes down to the parties actually agreeing because it's in the best interest for their pet. They love their pet, and the pet loves both parties. So they ended up uh, coming to an agreement on whether or not or when they have access and when they would see the people or their, their other parent. But it's it's a really hard, hard decision for judges. It's a really hard decision. Debbie, hold on here. I've just got to take a traffic break, but i got a couple of other questions, especially if we're talking about dogs being part of the family. I would like to think that parents put aside their issues and just look at the well-being of the dog, just like they'd look at the well-being of their child. Doesn't always happen, though. It's 3.37. When a couple separates or divorces... Who gets the dog? Debbie Johnson, lawyer and partner at Calgary Family Law Associates. We are talking about when it comes to a dog or any pet, it really is just property and a judge has to determine how they are going to split it up, maybe make some visiting arrangements. Ultimately, though, Debbie, you do have to determine who has sole custody of the animal. Well, who has the ownership? If it was bought jointly with joint funds and then it's a matter of who gets something else that's worth about the same... Mm. It comes. It, it really is a matter of math. Now, as I said before the break, I would like to think most couples, because we think of animals as being part of the family, so I would like to think most couples respect that and treat it just like a, a child, because sometimes you have to have couples setting aside all their other issues to think of the well-being of the child. Would the same go for, do you, in most cases, couples look at the well-being of the dog, who the dog's better suited with? I'm going to say that I actually don't see those cases, mm. <laughs> um, and that's probably why they're seeing lawyers. I, but I, I do agree very much with Justice Hogs, our Hogs from uh, uh, Newfoundland, where she said the emotional bonds between people and their dogs that she would hope that people would make fair decisions regarding their ownership and possession. I think it what we always want for society. We always want people to do what's best. But we have so many cases of children not being like their their tools and their, yeah. their property that they're fighting over. So I, I can't see it really changing a lot. However, um, it is heartbreaking when you see the attachment because it is to some couples, especially ones who don't have children anymore, or the children are grown up and gone, have a very special attachment to their pet. And it's a very, very difficult thing for them. Uh, and then to complicate things, usually in, in this situation, we're talking about a couple and they have a dog. But in a lot of breakups and divorces, they have dogs and they have children. And as you yeah. said, in that one case, children become attached to the dogs. So do you, do you see and where most times the judge would say, well, wherever the children are, the dog or the pet is going to go? Actually, 
I have not seen that being a question in my mm. experience. I, do, I must say, though, in this particular case that I was working with, um, that was a very big deal for the child to have the dog with her. And I think that if anybody made that application before, if their children wanted the pet with them, and if they um, haven't su- separated or divided the property yet, I think that there would be a good case for a Plevin a- 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 application for having the dog live with the child until it's decided. I like how you said at the beginning, it really depends if you go before a judge who is a dog lover. It really does. (laughs) Because then they can't help but put their own personal feelings in it as well. That's very, very true. Uh, Debbie, thanks for the conversation today. Very, very welcome. Thank you for having me. You bet. Debbie Johnson, lawyer and partner at Calgary Family Law Associates, 403-974-8255. I want to hear from you. And I know in this case, we are talking about pets. And maybe someone would say, what, what a dog? There's arguments over a dog as opposed to a, a child, which I think that's the priority is what is going to happen to a child in a situation like this as opposed to the pets. But it is part of the big conversation. And uh, I'm getting a, a number of texts from people who are saying, yeah, you know, still the court's weigh heavily in favor of the woman, which is a, a tragedy. I would like to think that any judge is going to still look at the big picture of whether or not it's the mother or the father or joint custody, whatever works. And I'd love to hear from you, especially when it comes to, you know, I know we've got people who have gone through separations and divorces. And, and what has worked for you? In this case, we're talking about the pets. But I, I would be curious to hear if you were able to come to an agreement with your significant other that made sure you were looking at the well-being of anyone, any animal that was part of that relationship. You know that I'm, I've also had a divorce. It was many years ago. I mean, that was, well, gosh, 20 some years ago. I can't even think off the top of my head. It's got to be about 25 years ago. And... You know, it's, you never want to have any relationship end. I, I'm pleased to say that I was married to a great guy. The marriage just didn't work. And, you know, we, we had the best interest of our child. And I think that ultimately worked. We had no animals, so it didn't complicate matters. But uh, I know a lot of people, that makes it even more difficult when you're going through a breakup. 403-974-8255. Someone says, I'll take the dog. The wife can have the kids. No, just kidding. I don't have any children. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot of situations where you're already at a very emotional low and you're trying to hold on to a relationship that has failed. So how do you make sure you rise above that, that you are respecting each other as adults and also then looking at how do you divvy things up? I would, I hate to say divvying up a dog because I don't think that's divvying up. It's how do you uh, go forward with how that dog is going to still be part of your life and your former partner's life and your children's lives. 403-974-8255. Let's go to the phones. Hi, Corey. Hey, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Corey. What are your thoughts on this one? 
good. Um, my fian- current fiance and I, we've broken up about two, two and a half years ago for a bit, and we have three dogs. Hmm. Um, one that I brought to the relationship, one she brought, and then one we got together. And when we broke up, um, she was in Cal- moved up to Calgary. I was living in Lethbridge. Yeah. We just did joint custody. I, I was working up north on a 10 and 10 rotation. She'd have the dogs for 10 days. I'd have the dogs oh. for 10 days. It worked out great. Uh, Corey, are you back with her, did you say? I am, yeah. We're getting married in uh, July. Now, here, I'm going to throw something out here, and you can say it's none of your business, Ange. Have you thought of a prenuptial agreement? No, you know what? Because it went so smoothly when, when we did separate the first time that... Um, You've already had practice. Weird. You've had practice at it. Yeah, and it wasn't even an argument. It was just, okay, well, this is what will happen, and we're both okay with that. Yeah. Corey, um, good stuff, and I wish you long, happy marriage. But um, thanks for that story. Because even when Debbie said, well, you know, you'd like to think that you have a prenuptial agreement if you have this puppy. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I don't think I don't think prenuptial agreements and correct me if I'm wrong if prenuptial agreements are that common unless you have incredible wealth and I want to make sure that if something were to go awry with our relationship you don't get your hands on my money. See that's why I've never had to deal with a prenuptial agreement. Let's go to the phones. Hi Laura. Hi Angela, how are you? I'm well. What are your thoughts when it comes to dogs and custody battles? Well, we didn't have any animals. We did have two kids, and we had everything done amicably, mm. uh, financially and everything, and we fought over the Tupperware, the very last thing. <laughs> well, I can be very possessive with my Tupperware. Now, how did <laughs> when you say you had it done amicably, the two of you, or did you end up having mediation from outside? I'm just curious. No, we wrote our own uh, divorce agreement. We even went tried to go to the same lawyer, and they couldn't represent us. And then, so we've been remarried now for... 10 years? Uh, you mean to other people? Nope. Wait. To, okay. We got back together after five years. Oh my gosh, you and Corey. Okay, so yeah. wait a second. You you divorced the first time and it was yeah. all amicable yeah. and, and then you ended up getting back together. Yeah, because I think because it was amicable, we didn't we didn't leave for other people or right. other issues. We just, it just was like you said, it just didn't work at that time. Yeah. So... Wow. Nice story, Laura. Thanks for that. I I love hearing the stories. Even though she said it wasn't a a dog, it was kids. But I think the thing is, is in relationships, you've got to take the emotion out of it. How do you take the emotion out of a relationship? That's what relationships are all about. 403-974-8255. Want to hear your stories, whether they were kids or animals and how you dealt with it. And good for you if you've never had to go through a divorce or a separation. Extra points. Hello, Andrew. Hey, good afternoon. What are your thoughts when it comes to custody battles? Well, happily married 27 years, two dogs <laughs> over that uh, period of time, yeah. two, two wonderful children uh, still together. So I can't say how we would do it yeah. if we had to actually go through the, the, the brain damage of a separation divorce, but I do think, practically speaking, whoever cares for the dog, walks the dog, feeds the dog, gets the dog. Hmm. And in my experience, that ends up typically being one of the spouses, and, not both. Yeah, and, and, and Andrew, you know, good for you, 27 years, two dogs and two kids. Uh, and I think that's the, the logical, that's the adult way of approaching things. And I would like to think that most couples, when they're yeah. going through this, they recognize that. But it would be heartbreaking to hear of someone saying, you know what, he loved the dog. I never really did, but I'm going to do everything to make sure that he doesn't get the dog. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's the unfortunate part. Yeah, it's never part. that easy, but that's the way I'd approach it. Okay, Andrew, stay happily married for as long as possible. Thank you. Okay, 403-974-8255. That is the number to call and text. And uh, I just want to hear of your experiences, or even if you haven't had an experience. Wow, I love the people who have broken up and gotten back together and things are, are just fine. So that's great. Uh, let's see here. I've got a number of texts that i got to make sure I read here. Huh, yeah, someone's saying, how about the courts, how they blatantly discriminate against fathers in, in custody battles? Yeah, and I, I th- we know that courts are trying to recognize that and change that, and there's groups of men who are saying, look, this isn't right. It shouldn't be just a rubber stamp that the, the woman's going to get the children. And I think, you know, in this Me Too movement, I think that men are going to have to say, look at how I've been treated in certain situations. And I know it would be a tough road to hoe, especially when it comes to the justice system. But I think there's been uh, enough stories out there and enough organizations out there that are saying that um, men play an equally important role in the family and uh, they should be looked at the same way as far as getting um, getting custody of children. 403-974-8255. I got a couple of more lines open here and I just want to make sure I can uh, take this topic to the top of the hour just so that I don't miss out on any comments. You know what? People are dog lovers. And and I can understand why in in the case in Newfoundland, really, it started out as I think it was a small claims court and they ruled in favor of the guy. They said, who can prove who bought it? And then that was appealed. The woman appealed to the next level, and ultimately it went to the highest court there. And as as Debbie was saying, that even one of the judges, it was two against one, so the high court ruled in favor of the the guy in this this decision, but said the ownership of a dog is more complex and nuanced question than the ownership of a bicycle, she said. People acquire personal property all the time, usually solely, but sometimes jointly with others, and in doing so, pay little attention to legal rules respecting exactly who is acquiring title to the property. If I can take anything from this conversation, I'm going to tell my two adult children, when you're in a relationship, even if it's just on the back of a napkin... You got to write out something. What happens? Oh, you know, let's let's think that it'll never happen. But what if? Uh, I doubt it. I don't think I can even tell them that. Hi, Kath. Hello. Hi. Uh, you're on the air. What are your thoughts on this one? Well, I was separated from my ex, and we had two dogs. He wanted to split them up, but I got to keep them. Hmm. I wish it was as amicable amicable with my kids. It's been a six and a half year divorce. We were only married seven years, Mm. so it's been pretty harsh with the, it's not a justice system, it's a legal grind. And so, Kathy, in that case, uh, you say that did the two of you agree on who should get the dogs, but then ultimately you had to, a judge didn't have to decide that, did they? Or Not on the dogs. Not we on the dogs. We did our own separation agreement in the beginning, and it was a mistake to do it. Anybody out there be so careful. Oh, that's heartbreaking. How many kids did you say? Three little boys. Uh, uh, so their whole lives have been in a terrible divorce. There's money involved, so the lawyers just keep it going. It's that, that's, awful. That's heartbreaking to hear. Kathy, uh, thanks for that. 403-974-8255. And that's what I said at the onset, too. I, I would love to think that we are going to be responsible adults in any breakup, but not when you're playing with the heart. 
and depending on the circumstances of the breakup. And then if there's children, eh, yeah, divorce is a lousy thing, isn't it? Uh, 403-974-8255. Let's see here. A prenuptial agreement seems like the responsible thing to do, but I just can't get over the fact that it seems like planning to fail. Yeah. And and that's why. I mean, I've, I've heard of prenuptial agreements forever, but you always hear about it with, you know, people who have plenty of money and they're concerned about that. But not when you're just average Joe and Jane. But you can see how problems exist. And I almost wonder if with that prenuptial agreement, I would worry that that's always hanging over the relationship. That we right on the onset said, okay, this is how it's going to work if we get into some rough waters. I think I'd rather be fighting over a dog than fighting over kids. I would hope that, you know, heart, Kathy's story is so heartbreaking when it comes to the kids. 403-974-8255. You know what? I'm out of time here, but thank you so much for joining in on the conversation. We've got news coming up next.